In the Pits now has a Patreon. Whether you want to get directly involved with the show, have a product or brand you want to promote, or just want to show support, In the Pits Patreon has tiers for all levels. Head to patreon.com slash in the pits paintball podcast to check out the supporter, sponsor, and partner tiers. Opening up a Patreon was a level I could never have imagined getting to when starting this show a year ago. And whether I get a thousand subscriptions or not a single one, I'm still super thankful for all of the support I've received from all of you. Enjoy the episode. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product. Trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team PaintballFit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to Hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of Paintball Fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even U3v3. There's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Raps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMRAPS, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message GetDat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a GetDat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. 
Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to episode 52 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from uh, professional players and teams to new divisional players, uh, coaches, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith, and this episode is the one-year recap. It's the podcast birthday. Uh, so we're, Happy birthday. Yeah, we're celebrating. Uh, we're going to be appreciated, everyone. We're going to be uh, celebrating everybody that's come on the show before and uh, also get a little bit of a uh, preview to this upcoming NXL event. So... Uh, First off, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening in. Thank you to everybody that's uh, joining us this evening. Uh, thank you to anybody, even if you're not available to join us. Thank you if you've ever been on the show. Uh, it means a lot. I'm just adjusting the overlay here. But yeah, we've uh, come a long way from you know episode one with Colt Roberts. And now I feel like uh, in this you know, over the course of this year, we've really done a lot as far as uh, getting to feature a whole bunch of different people within the Texas paintball scene. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. Uh, so I guess, uh, the, <clears throat> the right of first question goes over to, uh, let's see who, who of us, I, I, I want to say, uh, Enzo this or no Niles, Niles, you're the, you're the senior rank here, uh, having been on, I think episode five, uh, so Niles, let's start with you. Uh, how's, how have things been with the Texas Cyclones since you've been on? Uh, and then, uh, just kind of looking forward to this event. Uh, it's, it's been good getting the opportunity to go move up, bump up to semi-pro has been a lot of work, which we expect it to be, but it's been a lot of fun. And we've had a lot of people that support us along the way, pick up some new players, kind of changed our roster a little bit. Um, Ryan's been a huge help for us. Um, and then picking up a new coach this year has been a huge help for us as well. And the work I think of the players, and I, I have to say, we're having a good time. Looking forward to this event. We've continued to improve each event. And uh, I think this is our uh, event. Everybody seems to like the layout a lot better and had played it really well. So I'm excited. I really am. Our D4 line kind of struggled a little bit this past season with the changes and changeover in coaching. But uh, after this past weekend, I think they're, they're making some great improvements. So we'll see. Awesome. But glad to be a part of it. Glad to be a part of it for sure. Excellent to hear. I mean, uh, I know the last event with the Texas Cyclones in uh, in Round Rock, that NXL event for the semi-pro squad was a, a big step up. And uh, and y'all had, I think you went two and two and you just barely missed the cut by like a point or something like that. So uh, sure. very quick improvements for your semi-pro squad. And we're looking forward to uh, seeing y'all, you know, go even further, hopefully make Sunday for this one uh, i think your bracket uh looks pretty pretty decently uh you know it wasn't uh they weren't too harsh on you you managed to dodge uh paintball fit you managed to dodge uh blast camp but yeah it's looking good for y'all on paper anyway I'm excited. these are two of the teams we have this bracket we actually played our very first event so um, i'm looking forward to it um again uh, we knew it was going to require a lot of work, and they've they worked really hard. And as long as we continue to move, it was sad to see us miss it by one point mm -hmm. on going on Sunday. But really and truly, the improvement was huge. So if we fix the little mistakes that we've been making, we should have no problem making Sunday. 
and then continue to climb up the ladder where we need to be. For sure. Well, uh, we're looking forward to seeing how y'all do. So uh, next, I think in seniority would be uh, Enzo. So Enzo, uh, I know you just announced that uh, you're you're expecting, right? Yeah, yeah. Due in November, little uh, little baby Enzo on the way. Awesome! Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank what, you. Yeah, what's the due date? Exciting. November nineteenth, right after the season's over. Time okay. perfectly. Yeah. Better. Uh, better go have some fun at Cup while you still can. <laughs> we're due like the week after cup so i don't think i'm going to come yeah that's that's a little bit <laughs> closer back to an empty house <laughs> yeah so enzo how about you how's uh how's it gone for austin hypnotic since uh since your episode back in let's see episode eight yeah long time ago now a while ago yeah no things look way different um you know we're playing a lot tougher series chris puts together a hell of a series of bunker fest ton of competition coming from around the country and uh, definitely different than USXBL that we were playing last year. So, you know, we're halfway through the season. We kind of just had like a come to Jesus meeting with the team and realigned, changed up a couple of things, changed our practice structure. And some guys on the team have really stepped up and taken over that. So I think, I think we'll have a much better showing going forward the rest of the year. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, but yeah. And then just, you know, I've personally just things I've done with the, the team, uh, cause I, I do almost everything on the, the you know the back end of it uh niles your episode was pretty inspiring for like just how you manage your team and the sponsorships you brought in uh, i haven't had any luck yet but i've got a small army of guys working on sponsorships now and we'll see what we can get by the end of the year but yeah feel so, free to uh, reach out anytime you want to feel free to reach out cool. i appreciate I, I that good ideas. yes sir yeah i'm um, Glad to glad to hear that you were able to take that from Niles' episode. And Niles' episode was actually the one that I'm like, if there's an episode that you want to listen and learn from, I feel like Niles has like some of the more unique perspective as far as uh, people within the Texas scene and running a team and things that they can learn from. Uh, so I'm I'm super happy that we were able to do your episode so early on, Niles, and that that was a uh, really cool. I think really beneficial for everyone listening. So one, one cool thing I wanted to give you a shout out for, um, I, I told you this earlier, but I actually, when we did try, cause I was, my episode was like towards the end of the year last year before we did tryouts for hypnotic, I actually had one guy, uh, Dan join up because he, he found out about us through listening to in the pits and he hit me up on, on Instagram and came out to our tryouts. So that was kind of cool. Awesome. That is great. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Uh, so let's see, I think. <sighs> Got to figure out who's next. Oh, I think, uh, let's see if you're, I think Chris, I think you're actually the next one up as far as seniority here. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I was one of the first to come on board. Uh, yeah. Chris, you were episode 18. So if anybody, you know, any of our guests here, if you're, if you just know, happen to know your episode number on the top of your head and, uh, and you're sooner than that, please correct me. Let's see. I I think yeah I think you're the next one up Chris so uh, Bunker Fest is obviously in full swing now uh, we yep. did your episode back in I want to say October yeah this is before we started everything yeah uh, you were uh, in the middle of making your Halloween costume for that uh, yeah that's right I was working so. on I was working on my my thing I was working so. on uh, Oogie Boogie. I was, I actually had fun. Like it sucked because I couldn't get the mask I made for that. Mm -hmm. When I was working on that episode, it broke. Uh, oh, no. We were out trick or treating. So 
But well, the suit looked good, and that's something I, I got to work on because I'm going to try to do it again this year. Gotcha. So how did uh, – well, first, how was the Halloween party, and then uh, how's it been for Bunkerfest since then? Uh, Halloween party was fun. Um, I, I love Halloween. Halloween is probably, my, probably my second favorite holiday, um, right? And I, I'm um, kind of partial to it. So I, I actually look forward to Bunkerfest because uh, we're going to have like, a Sugi theme um, for that event. Um, overall Bunkerfest has been, uh, phenomenal. Uh, we've had a really good turnout. Um, you know, we had this kind of a joke, um, is that we've, we've, uh, made our, our met goal of growing Texas paintball in less time than we expected it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of get to have that feather in our hat, if you will, um, without boasting, but it's like, you know, we've changed the entire landscape of Texas and realistically less than six months. Um, you know, every league now is trying to do bigger and better things. So it, to me, you know, we're, um, you know, we made that metric happen early. Uh, and now it's just like, you know, um, the, the combined goal is to, to continue to make this as big as we can for as long as we can. And if we're able to do that for however long we get this opportunity, then I think, you know, it's it's good for the players and it's good for everybody else involved in um, the state. So. Um, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, for IRSA, I can't have a, a, you know, a better, um, reward than that at the end of all of this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, um, I know the Titans have enjoyed, uh, participating in bunker fest with all of our lines. Uh, it was really special to see our D five line win the very first one this year. Yeah. Um, you guys have been doing really well. Same thing with like, the hypnotic lines. It's good to see what I what I'd like to see too is like there's all these camps are starting to grow like really big, mm-hmm. and like you'll see um, like Houston Zone they in this next one they've got four teams. Um, every all, all these camps are starting to grow, and then they've they've got somewhere to play at every division instead of it just being you know okay well we can only put in two teams in this in this division or whatnot. Now that we have a place for everybody to play, so like Zone you know they've got kids in the three man, they've got f- uh, five man and X ball. So they're playing all of it, and the longevity of that is is what we want to see. So players have somewhere to grow and play into, and not get um, forced out or feel like they don't have somewhere that they can go go and play and then compete and, and um, you know do well in. For sure, yeah, and uh, we love the response that from the rest of Texas. I know that I uh, recently. Uh, Mike Hinman of the WCPPL recently acquired the USXBL, so it's going to be, uh, I think competition's good. And now with Hinman kind of entering the fold, it's going to be, I mean, ultimately the goal is to see the Texas paintball scene grow across all divisions and become the most competitive, the most dominant scene in the United States. So uh, I think we're kind of heading toward that. Yeah. So uh, let's see, next one up. And seniority here after uh, Chris, I believe, is Hector and Rolando. Uh, so, boys, how are y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good, guys. Awesome. So we had Hector and Rolando on uh, the very last one of 2022. Uh, it was December 28th uh, was their episode, I think. Or no, December 1st. No, November. Sorry, I've got this whole list here. Uh, November 
30th and it was posted December 1st for Hector and Rolando. So boys, uh, how's, how's it been for balls out, uh, since y'all's episode, y'all have had a pretty strong season so far. It seems. Yeah, uh, we've been doing well. Uh, we got to compete in, uh, the first US Valley event in San Antonio and we've been going over, uh, to Bunkerfest, uh, loving the Bunkerfest series. Uh, like the changes that are happening in the Texas scene. We love the price money going up. Uh, you know, we all like that. So uh, we'll be playing uh, the next USXBL uh, San Antonio, and we'll be uh, finishing up the, the Bunker Fest series. So, uh, I think we're ranked like uh, fifth in Bunker Fest overall in the D4 division. So we've, we've been doing well. We did better this uh, last event than the previous one. So we're worried that we're trying. That's awesome to hear. What I'm loving is like across the board, like all the top teams are within like a couple of points. So realistically, like this event's going to be really crucial. And then at the last event, we still have the double points, but you know, we're, it's, you know, you have teams that are all within, you know, like Vipers is like two points behind and they're sitting in fifth, but you know, one win or a step above and like, they'll be able to take the series. So it's going to be good to see a lot of these teams fighting it out um, over the next two couple of events. That's the beauty, I think, of having divisions that are so big. Like, even though Notorious won the first two, um, because there's 40 teams in Division Four, you know, the the spread really isn't that big. Uh, same thing, even in my division, Division Three. You know, there was like I think 13, and then 15 teams or some somewhere ballpark. And uh, yeah, even though Titans have finished middle of the pack both events, uh, you know, we're still not out of it yet. Yes, we're probably going to yeah. need some help at this point, but. Especially if we close strong, you know, it's still possible. So uh, it makes a, I think it makes a series a lot more exciting when the divisions are that big and the point spreads are that small. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I was looking at, it, like, from the bigger part is, like, I didn't want guys just to quit midseason because I've been in that spot where, like, well, why don't we just go play something else now? Like, we're not going to be in contention for the series. So it's like, you know, for us, we're looking at, okay, well, let's make it so there's something big for first or something big for second. And even if, like, you are, you know, going to be not uh, able to win the series you still have an opportunity to do something and not you know just kind of phase out mm-hmm. so for sure uh let's see so chris we actually have a question for you from uh brandon ortega of bem raps yes uh would there ever be a bunker fest outside of uh giant party sports uh particularly either in san antonio or in the austin area um so like, well, with the whole dynamic of what happened with Mike and everything, so we were looking at sitting here um, and going into the next year, like, what do we do? And logistically, that was a challenge. It's like, okay, we, I want big tournaments, and we've seen that that's viable in the state. But the, the caveat is, where do we go? You know, we have everything to go to Austin. We can do an offside event and have three fields in Austin. Um, I can do that on my own with no help. Um, but if we were going to go to, say, Fit, they've got three fields, but they have limited parking. You look at X Factor, they've got two fields, limited parking. And I know like there's logistical challenges on both where like, okay, well, we can go use this guy's stuff field over here, or we can go over here um, and use the church parking lot down at X Factor. And so like, you know, are the players going to be okay with that? And that's something like on the bigger picture I try to look at from a customer service perspective is like, yeah, we could go do it, but is it going to be a good time? And then the same of it, are the customers going to be okay with having to put up with extra bullshit? Um, and so that's like the trade-off that we're trying to mitigate the most we can. And now, well, the, the part of it comes into, it's like, you know, will there be a war between the two leagues? 
And that's something that I don't want to get involved with because I don't want player burnout. Um, there already is really sec secular camps um, inside Texas that it's hard to break into because they feel, you know, jaded or whatever the case is, you know, going back to NXL, um, going from fit to giant, you know, you had that boycott that people said that happened, but actually has happened and still carries on till now. Um, and so it's like, where can we go? So, you know, I want to go to Austin in 2024. Um, you know, I was planning on going to X factor and fit. I was going to have those conversations because we know we can't just stay at giant. It, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't work. Um, but it's now it's one of those things. Okay. You know, what or where can we go? And then we have to, you know, um, continue building on what we've already accomplished. And so that's like the tough part too, because what I see ended up happening, unfortunately, is we're gonna we're gonna plateau, and um, and now you're gonna have like two smaller um, div, or uh, two smaller league or two leagues with the same kind of turnout um, revolving around each other, and so um, that's like the difficult part on on where we have to look at. So it's um, definitely not a black and white yes or no question or answer. Sorry. Um, you know, unless we know somebody down in, in San Antonio who's got farmland, it doesn't mind me renting it for a weekend. Um, same thing with like guys are like, come to Houston. It's like, okay, well, Houston's only got one field that I know of that has two fields. Um, and I don't know if they're operational anymore. So um, I'm completely okay doing offsite events in San Antonio, Austin, um, anywhere in the state of Texas, honestly. Um, so you know, it's just one of those things like we can do it. We just need some work to go and do it. And this goes in like the same problem you have with the, with, the, with the NXL, where it's like you have this massive footprint, but where can you put the massive footprint to be able to facilitate all the necessities? You know, where do we put 40 vendors? Where do we put, you know, 1,100 cars? Um, so that's like the, the, the tough part. Question, Chris. Back, back in the day when, when Mondo from Animal Paintball was running Monster Fest, he had it at, the, at a field there in San Antonio, mm -hmm. out in Elkdorf. I forgot the, the name of the field. Does that is that place? Does that place exist still? Do you know? I don't. I don't believe so. And Ryan would That's be able called, to tell you. Yeah, it's called Crossfire Paintball, and it's been gone for a while now. Okay. So, like, I'm totally cool with like finding um, finding open land. Like, I know I can go to Weatherford, Texas, and rent out a place down there, but it's in Weatherford, Texas. Um, are people going to be okay driving? You know, to the BFE. Um, you know, we're we want to go back to the same place that Austin um, event was at. Uh, I think you, you should know. just do all four events in Austin next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, it's it's something you know we we look at. It's like I know for sure Giant will be Bunker Fest's home, regardless of where we else we go. Um, so yeah, closer to us would be awesome. What's that? I know somewhere closer to us would be awesome. I know. I, I definitely want us to go south. Like I know we have to go south. Um, and so like what we were kind of looking at was like, okay, we'll do our opening event in giant. We'll go to Austin. We'll go to X factor and then come back home. Um, and that's something we still want to, to look at in 2024 along with the other things that we have planned. Um, but at the same time, now we have to, um, you know, look at the new dynamic of, okay, where are players going to go? The offset of the scheduling uh, for everybody so that we don't have player burnout. Cause that's something that I really look at is all the events that are like back to back to back to back, you know, can your player base sustain, you know, three events like XTPL, USXBL, and now us 
Can they do that three weeks in a row and then, you know, take a break and then do it all again? Most of the teams can't do that. And so that's something like, you know, I, I really have looked at and tried my best to offset. And, you know, every, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. You know, they say, oh, I can do it. Well, you're not everybody. And when the, when the everybody is, you know, 12, 1500 people, I mean, it makes a big difference. So. Right. Oh, it looks like we got Andrew Howe joining us. What's up, A. Howe? What's up, guys? So uh, what we are doing right now, A. Howe, we're just kind of going down the list in terms of seniority uh, as far as, you know, when the, everybody's episode was, just kind of checking in, see how things have been for everyone since their episode. And, uh, yeah, this is a much more low-key thing. We're just trying to celebrate uh, the podcast birthday, celebrate everybody that's been on the show. So uh, awesome. we just uh, we just finished with uh, Hector and Rolando. So up next is Ryan Gray. So uh, Ryan, the last time we talked to you was right after y'all won the semi pro series, won your pro spot, and uh, since then the Austin Austin Notorious and Austin FSU in uh, Europe have played a couple of their events now. So how's the season gone for you so far? Yeah, kind of like. Uh, I anticipated it would. It's been a real struggle. Um, you know, I kind of mentioned in my episode, I, I had planned to have another year in semi-pro to sort of work on developmental and communication things. And, uh, you know, we didn't get that. And now we're doing those same things. We're just doing it against the best teams in the world. And, you know, a little mistake in pro is, is a giant mistake. You know, and, uh, one point is a, is a big deal, especially with the, with the way the layouts have been. You know, when you're only going to get to play six to seven points, um, you know, one point's a, a big, big, big deal. So um, FSU in, in um, Europe, you know, we missed the cut by uh, one point. There was, there was a team in the bottom pool. Uh, and I've never seen this in my years in paintball, but their point margin was negative 4.75. They, they won one point the entire tournament. So both um, wildcard teams came out of that that pool of course uh, so i went right over to tom and i was like hey i know you're not going to fix this today so it's not going to benefit me but i want to as like a fan of the game this is not a true representation of the best teams because the fourth seed out of this team is going to go play on sunday and get the shit beat out of them it's uh, like almost like what happened with uh who was that went three and one and didn't make the cut he, well so that i get right mm -hmm. that happens sometimes but you know, to watch a team who um, the only team they beat was the team that literally won one point the whole tournament, and that's the wild card team. That was a little frustrating. So, uh, and they did got they you know they got the shit beat out of them. So it, it, it is what it is. But um, you know, the team is is um, we're in a pretty interesting place right now. I think uh, this is sort of one of those gut check moments. You know, you're midway going into the hump part of the season, and um, you, you know the guys have to you have to make a decision. Either you want to continue to work really hard and try to get through some of this shit that we knew was going to be really challenging, um, or you have to be replaced, right? Um, hmm. And I think the majority of them, our practices leading into into this event were really focused. So I'm I'm prayerful and hopeful that um, you know we have a great event. But um, nonetheless, uh, I do want to touch on a couple things really quick. Uh, first of all, I just want to tell Chris I think you're doing a kick-ass job. Uh, you know, I I've been talking. A lot about Bunker Fest, kind of traveling around. I was wearing my Bunker Fest hoodie even uh, up here in New York for practice, and I had a few people asking me about it. And what you're doing is not only uh, growing Texas paintball, but you're growing the region. There are teams that, you know, there was a team out of Oklahoma Senate uh, 
uh, who was basically they they were gone, you know, they had gone away, uh, and they got back together just to come down and play Bunker Fest. So you're not just impacting Texas paintball; you're impacting the whole region. And um, you know, doing it in Dallas, you know, you have a major airport there. It's really easy to get to. It's you know, it's pretty inexpensive to stay there. Um, I will say, from for the guys down in the valley. You know, we used to be with PAX and PMI and other tournament series. We'd come down there and do like a an event, uh, San Benito. Uh, there was a huge piece of property we rented down there. Uh, we would do it right around spring break time, which, by the way, was really stupid because it was <laughs> impossible to find to find places to stay. But it was a fun party. You know, it was a good party. So uh, there are really fun places to, to try to get things to work down there. But the other thing I want to tell you, Chris, is um, – you know, I, I, I respect the fact that you're thinking about all these other uh, tournament series and wanting not to step on toes and that kind of thing. But um, the other side of it is I would tell you, you know, who gives a shit? Just be you and keep doing what you're doing. And I think, you know, let the players wallet share dictate what they want and what they like. And I think you know, thus far you're seeing the fruits of, of your labors and, and making those decisions uh, to best support Texas paintball in the region. And uh, I would, you know, without sounding too much like an asshole that I am, you know, fuck everybody. <laughs> Be you, pal. You know, just keep being you and do what you're doing. And, uh, and I think you're going to continue to find amazing success. Appreciate and that. And also, Christian, congratulations, man. Happy anniversary. This is a, it's a cool thing that you're doing and it's, it's really needed. You've told some really neat stories. Uh, I went back and listened to Daniel's. I've known Daniel a long time and I went back and listened to his. I didn't even know he was a professor. <laughs> so that's uh, really, really cool. Uh, all the stories you're getting to tell. So thank you for what you're doing and uh, all you have done. And I wish you uh, great success moving forward. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate that. It's, I mean, just look at all the different people that we have in this call right now. We've got divisional players, team owners, field owners, pro coach. Uh, we've got the head ref of the NXL, like all sorts of different people, all sorts of different stories just in this call right now. And that's just a fraction of all the stories that we've been able to tell. Uh, I think that's that's awesome. you've been able to do this for a full year too, man. Yep. It's uh, that's the one thing that I've said is like, okay, I, I can't be proud of this is not missing a week. Uh, just being able to go 52 weeks straight without, uh, you know, without missing an episode or anything like that has been, uh, has been a struggle, but you know, I think it's been well worth it. So yeah, uh, I mean, even if it's like you had a couple of cancellations through the year and you're still able to pull it off last minute and get somebody in. So I think yeah, good job, man. Yeah, I think we had the closest call we've had was someone canceled like 30 minutes before the episode was supposed to go live. And then we managed to get someone else on in time. Uh, yeah, hey, we uh, did. We did have to reschedule once, but that was just by a day. So ultimately still worked out. So we're going to back up a little bit because uh, Sasha just joined us and Sasha would uh, had his episode the week after Niles episode six. So Sasha, how's it? How's it going with the Dragoons right now? Can you hear me? Are you guys yes, able sir. to hear me? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. Okay, great. Well, I, Christian, I've got my whole last second, like 45 uh, minute uh, <laughs> lecture. Okay, but seriously, wow, I came into a really heavy conversation. Like, people are saying, fuck it, do what you want. Like, <laughs> I love the melodrama in this sport. I mean, like, it's just, it's. <laughs> Once you get into it, it's just ridiculous. You know, like we're just knuckleheads running around shooting each other every weekend, right? But um, Christian, man, great time with the show. 
You've done a great job. I can't believe I'm really glad I was on number six because I would have hated to follow some of the great shows you've had on here. And it's just, I'm really happy I could be a part of it to start because I had, it was a great idea. You hear, that? you hear that, Niles? He said your episode wasn't great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, my God. Christian just gogged me, man. Like, holy moly. <laughs> um, but I did want to, you know, I got a lot of heat, especially from that guy in the hypnotic shirt about being still a long episode. And I think you, you said you're going you're gonna to pull a Sasha when you start talking. You like summed up your whole history in paintball. You should have like, made Sasha centers. go last tonight. <laughs> Make sure but everybody I just, else gets a word. <laughs> I know. Sorry. All right. I just came on to say a couple of things. I, first, I wanted to thank Christian. Thank you very much for doing this. I'm really nosy. I just like to hear all these stories. But then also, I wanted to declare myself uh, publicly as a fan of Notorious. And oh, I say cool, that man. because um, Notorious has been shooting me into the ground for about 10 years. And uh, it's hard as hell to compete in Texas against Notorious. They just always have amazing players year after year after year. They always have great coaches. They just, Mark Franz is just like, got an incredible organization and having been there and when they, it was just that little punk kid and his dad driving up like you know getting all the good paintball players to see where they've got to now what a story it's just i'm just really glad i could have been here to see that um and i got this jersey the sweet jersey from paul hubert or hubert what's the correct pronunciation hubert hubert because I'm fixing all these, like, he just threw all these old guns at me, as you know, Christian. Like, I like to mess mm -hmm. with old, like, that. And I just love this jersey, and I love the fact that I can rep Notorious. I, you know, I just really hope that they do grand the pro. And I'm looking forward. The best thing about that, I think, organization is they just have a great ladder for kids that want to play pro. Like, you can do it through that organization. I think, like, that's something, like, that's really yeah. good, too, is, like, seeing a pro program legitimately like grows the area like and you see that like with like seattle thunder and and those guys in the pacific northwest see down in florida like if there's a pro team typically it reverberates and you see more kids coming because they can see something identifiable that they want to achieve to and it's good because mark's got such a deep camp now because of that you know that's a really good point sasha Oh yeah, especially when uh, those players, I'm like, wait a second, those guys were playing on my team in Division Four two years ago. Like, seeing them make the journey is like inspiring for the rest of us. We're like, okay, where you know, when's the next pro team out of Texas going to happen? It, you know, just hey, it could be, could be us, could be any one of us, really. So it makes it grind even harder. I just want to jump in. The other side of that is the opposite they've just been crushing uh instead of being my teammate that you're playing with pro they were crushing me on their side of the field <laughs> the past like five six years so it's a different perspective like it, part of me you want to be competitive with them i think everybody wants knows that you want to beat that team right but at the same time like it's so great because the, the opponent makes for the competition and it just pushes everyone up and it's great and it's just it right now i just want to say like christian one great thing about you doing this is that right now in texas is a like legendary time for this sport. Like Texas, I always heard used to be sir on the the butt of the joke. Like an excessive the, the excessive movie to say they taunt that kid that there's a spot open on Texas Storm. He can go play in Texas Storm, right? <laughs> you know, like 
That, that's not a joke anymore. Like, there, no one's going to be like, yeah, go play for that team. Like, if you go play for Notorious, like, you know you're playing with a competitive program that's a feeder from the best athletes coming out of the state. I own the Texas Storm, and the reason he said that is because we beat their ass from the tournament before. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's, so, I love yeah. hearing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. So uh, next on our uh, seniority here is uh, my good friend, Dylan Strickland, who's the owner of the Texas Titans. Uh, So Dylan, how's it? How's it been with the Titans since your episode, which was all the way back on October 12th? Long time ago. It's uh, it's been great. Uh, We've seen a lot, uh, both in the program and also with uh, divisional paintball here in Texas. Lots going on. Uh, Chris has done a great job with Bunkerfest, and we're all very, very excited to be playing that. It's really motivated the guys to have a series that's taking care of the players um, as much as they are uh, their prize incentives and stuff like that. So it's just it's been really great to be a part of that. And then, um, like a lot of you guys have been saying, just to be in Texas at this time, um, and you know, to have a teammate like Christian who's making impact the way he is, like all of that really culminates to being uh, something that we all really look forward to being a part of and like just something that we are all very excited um, to, you know, just keep moving and keep the team going. But yeah, Texas Titans are going strong. We just finished up our division four tryouts, um, trying to get that line back together. We are going to be sending the line. I think we actually just uh, secured payment today. So super excited about that. And, um, And yeah, yeah, one thing that's been cool. So, uh, me and Dylan have kind of, uh, well, I've been helping Dylan out, uh, running the Titans. And, uh, the thing I think that's been a really big, like, indicator of our success is, like, how consistently good our Division Five teams have been for the last couple of years now. Uh, last year, our D5 team won the series title in USXBL. Um, our, and then we had like a, a practice squad D5 team, for lack of a better word, that played like towards the second half of last year. And then uh, we let them loose fully on in D5 this year. And uh, they came out swinging and won the first event. And then they got third at NXL Round Rock. So uh, yeah, they've done great. Yeah. I've uh, been, been strong for the Titans as a whole. I mean, especially with the D5 team, but also like, Shoot, since your episode, we had that absolutely insane World Cup where we uh, slogged our way through 10 matches, 95 yep. teams, and we took a top four. So, yep. like, you know, looking strong for the program as a whole. Yeah, All a lot right. of fun. Great memories. Uh, let's see. Who else just joined us? Oh, is that T? What's up, T? What's up, baby? Is that Niles chilling on the bus down there? What's up, brother? What's up, brother? See, what's up, Enzo, T? what's Bro, Enzo got the whole hypnotic theme behind him, man. I came prepared. <laughs> What's up, boys? Everybody doing all right? Oh yeah. So T, okay, Sasha. So What's up, baby. What uh, what I've told everybody here at the start was that this is much more of like a low key thing. We're just gonna feature everybody that's here, kind of check in, see how y'all been doing since your episode. And then if you're, uh, if you're playing NXL, you know, we'll get a preview of that. Uh, actually let's go back to, uh, Ryan for this one. So Ryan notorious is, uh, getting ready to play this weekend. Y'all have got a, I think a much more fair bracket than the round rock event to say the least, you know, you don't have the first, second and third place team all in your bracket in prelims. So, so, uh, 
So how's uh, how's it looking? So your your bracket, just for everybody's reference, is you got Houston Heat, you've got the Hurricanes, the ML Kings, and the Ironmen. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? Just uh, what, I think yeah, do. yeah. Uh, I guess like how how's it how's the team looking going in? I know you also just picked up Harris Hussein. Yeah. So um, Harris has been awesome, by the way. Uh, he's been fantastic. Like um, you know, I, I've known Harris a long time. We had multiple conversations before <clears throat> he got here, and um, you know they were all kind of wrapped around that sort of energy that he has, and making sure it, it stays positive and you know that it's not distracting and you know when you sort of like pod you know hopper dumping and looking at the other team's pit and kind of being a nerd like just bring that energy back into our pit lift our guys up instead of pushing you know putting the other guys down like it's enough to win the point uh you don't have to then you know taunt and and those kind of things i think it's better just to let your play do the talking but um He's been fantastic. The group looks, uh, I think we look better than we've looked all year, which is great, right? Because we're supposed to be making steps. But, um, you know, I, I hate to ever say how I think we're going to do, you know, any of those teams that you mentioned that are in our pool uh, could play really well. So ML Kings are kind of a toss up. It just depends on who shows up. If it's the good ML Kings, uh, we're going to, it's going to be tough, right? If it's, uh, if they're struggling a little bit, we have an opportunity to take advantage of them. I, and right now, it's a good time to play the Ironmen while they're still in kind of that rebuilding, feeling each other out phase with the combination of the old guys uh, coming over from, I say old guys, really Corey's the only old guy, but and I guess Adam's kind of old, but, you know, the older guys coming over from Detroit Thunder and, and then still trying to put it together. So, I, you know, I feel good. Throwback. About, yeah, I feel good about our opportunity to play well, but, you know, uh, who knows, right? Um, any of those teams can play well. So I, I do like the layout, and I like the layout for us. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a good layout for a group that's a little more ballistic and kind of plays on the edge of chaos. Um, so I, I, I like it. You know, we were kind of talking before um, the show started, and I was telling you, you know, you know a one-foot gap, you know, a year ago, or not, a year ago is still tough, but, you know, five years ago, a one-foot gap on the field, at the back of the field wasn't as big a deal as it is today. Now a one foot gap stops a guy from, you know, getting off the break between that one foot gap. And when they put that one foot gap, uh, and it's the second bunker out on either side, you end up in the pocket pretty quick. And so it goes back to, you're probably going to get seven or eight opportunities. You're going to play seven or eight points and that's it. You know, I, I swear like, like have, the layouts have been like, Oh my God. Yeah, I'd like to have a field where we could play, you know, 12 points, you know, um, for two reasons. One, um, you know, those faster fields I think are good for us. But for two, from an experience perspective, I want to play Houston Heat 12 points, not seven, because those are emotions and those are experiences that my guys need to, to have in their arsenal to be able to touch later on as we, as we uh, you know, climb our way up the ranks. When you're only able to play some of these teams five to seven times in a match, that's really tough, man. It's really tough. For sure. Sasha, what's up? Yeah, I mean, I thought about this a lot because as a fan, I watch, I won't watch paintball. And if you read about the original X, X ball, they're playing like, what, 30 points, 40 points super fast. And now we're playing, it's, it's not unusual to see in a preliminary round a one or two point game where there's only two, maybe three points played. And as a fan, as a, someone also who like plays around with guns up, trying to design layouts, 
it seems really clear that there, you know, when you, as a designer, what you're doing on the field, like, you know, if I put this here and this bunker there, a certain space, it sets up this situation because there's a way that you play spots. And that's why at the last event, you saw people playing the same spots over and over and over again early. So I have to wonder if Jason Trozen, when he's designing these, like, is he intentionally trying to make for fewer points? Because he could easily put some blocking bunkers in those gaps and suddenly you've got fast field, right? Is there something, are they trying to do this for some like other reason or that's just what he wants? I wonder if part of that's because of, I think two events last year, they had to finish their prelim Sunday morning. And I think they're trying, a part of it's they're trying to avoid, you know, the 10 to 15 point matches or even, you know, going back to the Vegas event right before the shutdown where you had an 18 or a 19 point match where you know, suddenly you're not finishing like your the prelims. Thing too is like you you have the amount of time regardless, and like I would say, definitely the NXL on the pro division level, like that time is that time. Like they don't go off that schedule at all. Like Jason's really good with that, but like the divisional guys, like 100. Like there's just so many of us in the divisional pits. Ten minutes here, and all of a sudden it's three hours down the road, and we ain't done yet. Yeah, well, the but the thing is, is if we were to play. If you look at the math and we were to play 12 to 15 points and they do that break in between each one of those points and you have four teams, so two matches that both play 25 to 30 points and then you put the breaks in there, you're going in an hour. You're an hour and a half instead of an hour. So yep. it would create a problem. So I do think, Sasha, for, to kind of answer your question, yeah, I think they keep that in mind. I think that's part of the process of, you know, I want the field to be fast but not too fast right like um before every event uh maggie marshall will call me and say is the field fast and every event i say no (laughs) and he's (laughs) like damn it you know so like he wants it to be fast because he wants the ballistic you know um he wants the chaos right um but unfortunately like the, the there's just not enough time in the day especially with 20 damn teams um, you know, and it's benefited us, of course, but I would much rather, as a fan, um, you know, I'd rather them go back to 12 or 16 teams and, and let's play some longer game, like longer matches. You know, I grew up in that X-Ball world um, where we played two 15-minute halves. Um, and that was, you know, not only from a coaching perspective, but as a fan of the game. And it was cool to watch. It was so You got fun. a 20-man roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you watched like, you know, t- there were some points that were like, 20 seconds and then you go off for two minutes and you, your next line goes out and maybe that one's 25 seconds and then they come back in and your next line goes out two minutes. So you're being able to run two lines and like while one of my lines is playing, I'm prepping the next line for the next play, you know, and I'm literally turning around to see the breakout and then turning right back around to call the next play. Or as a player, it was also a lot of fun because you got to play the field a lot, right? You got you did. It wasn't a go out there and you're going to hold this zone for 13 pods. You only carry four because that's yeah. all you needed. The game was so fast. So I do think there's a lot of uh, time element involved because they try to do this 20 team pro thing, uh, which I don't necessarily think is the best idea. But uh, I'm not in charge, and they didn't ask my opinion, so I guess I'll shut up. <laughs> how, how long ago? How long ago was the two 15 minute halves? Because I I'm new, right? This is like my fifth year playing. But I heard him say 30 points, and I was like, when was it's that? It's been a while. 2004, yeah, 2005. I think 2006 okay. was like All the right. last I was, I want I that. I, I want that yeah, action. No, like I said, you I'm have no I was like, what? 30 points? That's, yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah I agree, man. In 2007 and 2008, we played 15-minute halves. That's cool. Yeah, this shit's getting boring, boys. I'm just going to sum it up real quick. <laughs> Let's spice it, it up, man. The thing is, everybody says that they want that, but every time it's come around, regardless of who's done it, no one, is, no one does it. It's like Seven Man. Everybody wants Seven Man back. Anytime Seven Man pops up, they don't. Nobody signs up. Mm -hmm. Don't we really kind of have seven man now? Because the games are so slow. It doesn't matter if it's five or seven, but the style of play is best of three. It's, we should almost like <laughs> the, if they keep doing these tiers, if they keep doing these fields like this, let's just do best of three format because that's who's winning. Like two it's, guys got yeah, two guys got shot off the break, and now you're playing five on five. <laughs> sure, like, I don't want. I, I want to say the last layout that we just did field for our last shorter. event was was awesome like i got to watch so many fun breakouts and, and guys were really creative and it wasn't stale i don't feel like any of the games are stale i think as the games progress into sunday nobody wants to be that guy who makes a mistake and so games natural will like slow down come final times but i felt like during prelims we had a, like a lot of good solid pay, play was, was this also the nxl or the other side of what's happening that's the other side of what's happening in the pros too is because we're playing so many less points is that even in the preliminary rounds, that one point, that one mistake is so yep. critical that guys, they, they, instead of mm -hmm. watching that Chris LaSoya, John Richardson, you know, amazing move being made that is incredibly creative, that's a roll of the dice, and you, what you didn't see is he, it failed two other times when he did it, but the one time you saw it, he did it, right? Yeah. You don't have that anymore because guys are afraid to do it. You know, if I screw up and I lose the point from my team, we only get two more chances. You yeah. Know what I mean? so, like sure. the Hurricanes, right? Like they came in the league and immediately started doing well because they're playing that careful game so, across the zones, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, the dominant Riders. style. Are you sure. still in Europe? What? No, I, but I haven't been home yet, but I'm in Philadelphia. Uh, gotcha. So here, let's, let's move this along. So our next uh, person in seniority here is Alex Agosto of TKO Texas knockout. Uh, Alex, I know your team has been uh, boasting some wins in the youth division so far. So how's, how's it gone with TKO this year? Um, TKO is doing well. So all of our divisions, actually, we have first places now. Our um, youth division in particular, they have two first places, two in Bunker Fest. Um, the first one was really dominant by them. The second one, uh, it was really close. They actually almost didn't make it out of prelims. So the youth division definitely is picking up. So Bunker has been real good for youth. As far as D5, um, they have a first place and a fourth place right now in USXBO. Then D4, they haven't done so well in Bunker Fist. I think we're like 25th right now. But it's always within like a few points. Like our bracket at the last one, everyone had two wins and there's ties. And um, we just got edged out in that one. But we did win the last USXBO, which that was pretty cool. Then um, that was that was a good event. Yeah, dude, your uh, your youth division looks crazy. Though. I was wondering at Bunker, I was like, what pre workout do these kids take? Because they are going <laughs> off right now, bro. It was fun to watch, um, man. Y'all keep it up. That was fun it, to it's watch. It's not pre workout. It's uh, it's an injection. <laughs> it's all the it's all the belts have been lifted. Yeah, yeah. he's lifted up those belts. <laughs> yeah, they work really hard, man. Um, and they don't get a, they don't really get to play against kids. Like um, a big shout out to like Dallas Vibe. They'll scrimmage Dallas Vibe who take it easy on them and they don't like destroy our kids but that really helps them just learn how to play so they get a lot of coaching from a lot of higher level people 
it's not only me coaching them. We get a, I bring a lot of people in. Like I'll take Joe Stewart. I'll have Ernesto Vasquez, for example. I had John. So people who I think can teach them different things, I bring in. Mm. And so uh, for one of the events, you had uh, Thomas Taylor's son guest with you all, right? Yes, the the infamous kids came in. They played a uh, five man at the NXL. So that was our kids' first time playing five man, and they did fairly well. It all, actually went all the way to one on ones to go into. Um, they had to play overtime one on ones to see who would go to the pro field, and unfortunately we lost that one. But it was very competitive. Well, still, that's that's awesome that uh, y'all been doing so well for the youth division. I mean, uh, it's it's exploded this year. I mean, shoot, Chris, you said that the youth division signups sold out in like two minutes or something like that for this upcoming event. Every, everyone has sold out in two minutes or less. And then we opened it up this one, um, to 15 and it sold out. And like, as soon as I hit submit or refresh, it was sold out. So, uh, the awesome. youth, and it's great to see that the kids are, it's really great to see the parents. And then at the same time, you know, knowing that these kids are, um, able to do it is awesome. So I, that was like something was like, we really wanted to make happen this year. And mm. it's good to see that the, um, the response is immediate to what we wanted it to do. Yeah. And it's, it's cool seeing like, even at X factor, we went out there just for a street ball day and like there was youth teams mixing in and I haven't seen that in the five years I've been playing out here. So it's really cool. really new. Yeah. At X factor, like there's this whole mm. youth movement going on and, it just popped out of nowhere. It's the Countdown City guys. I mean, it was, first it was Rapids, then it was Reapers, then it would, now they're Countdown City kids, right? And it's just crazy seeing these little 11 year olds. Like, you never used to see that X Factor. It's all just, uh, you know, more competitive, older, like established tournament players, right? For sure. And on top of that, um, one of the youth teams that are signed up for the next Bunker Fest is Paintball Ladies Youth. So you've got young girls that are coming into the scene as well, which is, I think, is amazing. <laughs> It was happen? crazy. Like Cindy's like, I can't pay this. I was like, just keep, you're okay. You're, I already got you. She's like, I can't pay. I'm like, it's okay, Cindy. And like her and Sherry are freaking out because they're trying to get those girls who they found at the last tournament who were like uh, in that age demographic. And they're like, all right, do you want to do this? They're like, yeah, we want to play this. They're like, all right, we'll make it happen. So it's really good to see across the board that, you know, everyone has a chance to, to go in to play paintball, fodle, you know, you know, and what I tell, like I told everybody, is like I, I want that whole division to be where these kids can go in there, be clumsy and chaotic, and just learn the game, learn to love the game before they go up and get thrashed on by assholes. Yep. Well, uh, it's that's awesome that uh, you're getting the response that you're getting, and uh, who knows? I bet I bet there's. I mean, even just looking at this list, I know the Countdown City guys didn't make it on for this one. So, you know, it's exciting to see what the, the space that will eventually be available for them. Yeah. Like, so what's going to happen with this event? And obviously it's going to play out on the registration. So if we don't get as many D four teams, what that means, we can open up more D five X spots and we can open up more youth division spots. And so like D four, we knew was like our biggest pool, but you know, we knew going into the third event, it's always a slump event. Like even with the NXL, there's less teams typically in the mid part of the year than there is any other event. So on this one, you know, we don't have as many D4X teams. That means we can get more youth teams and more uh, D5X teams as well. So because they're there, they're, they want to play. They keep being there. like, hey, open more spots. Um, mm. I'm like, well, I got away from Maxwell, guys. For sure. 
Uh, so yeah, moving on to our, our next guest for seniority is, uh, professor Daniel Gomez of Texas A&M university. So, uh, Daniel, I saw that at the NXL event, uh, Texas A&M had their D five team in there. So, uh, how's, how's it been going over at the university? Yeah, they've got a, a, a pretty new team plan. And so, um, classes are doing great. We've got four classes that are all full. Um, we teach about over 100 uh, students a semester and so we're exposing a lot of people uh, new people to paintball uh last semester i brought in uh, Haley from destiny to do a little clinic she taught part of my class she did a um presentation with our huffine sports uh institute and then she did uh she uh, did a play day with us and so it's been uh, doing great and that's awesome a hundred a class what four full sections of paintball Per semester, and you're. We, Go ahead. We've got two that are just uh, just paintball, and then two that have a uh, it's a three hour science class, so you get to play a day of paintball, and the other day is a lecture, and so at least thirty in each class times four, so we're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's that's awesome that uh, you're able to be able to you know do that at at Texas A and M and still uh, bring in a whole bunch of new faces every every semester, so. Uh, good on y'all for that. Hope that uh, still goes strong. So uh, let's see. Next one after Christian, Daniel. Yeah, just, go ahead, Sasha. I just want to say I was at the Houston, Texas Paintball Series 3v3 this weekend where I came in dead last. But I did <laughs> see an Aggie there. And I was very happy to see uh, an Aggie out on the paintball field. I mean, it seems like a perfect match sport for that school. Uh, they they were right cool around the team, right? So the players right now they're uh, they're fairly new, um, and they're around, and so they come to school here, but then they go back home and they play with other teams. Are the Aggies going to put in a, a CPPL team this year? For the college? I think they're looking for it. I think they're looking for it. Yeah. yeah I got to see yeah. the first one happen down at MVPS, and uh, Brody and Reese and all those guys are doing a really good job down there. And like it's cool because like first, it's it's uh, also alum alumni. We were, we were actually talking about doing an alumni game with uh, the alumni versus uh, the current students. Sweet. We might, we might, we might kill them though. <laughs> All right. So uh, I played in the first uh, bunker fest in, uh, it was like 04, no, 04, 05 uh, AM versus uh, Texas. Bobcats or the Longhorns? No Longhorns. Nice. Yeah, it's something we need to bring back. I hope that uh, if college paintball comes back to Texas, then we can start get it going again. Because when that's how I first entered the scene, that's how a lot of my teammates first entered. And yeah, it'd be really cool to see. Because when back when I was in, there was like fifteen different lines at events, fifteen to twenty lines from a bunch of different colleges. Uh, so if we can get back to that, that'd be really cool to see. Uh, so next up is T. Uh, so T we had you on episode, uh, 41 at the end of March. So T how's it been going since, uh, you know, we, when we interviewed you, you were coming off of that win at that first bunker fest event and, uh, coming off of the final, the MVP vote. So how's it been going for you? Uh, it's good, bro. That same three man that Sasha just said he got last in, <laughs> we won and I got another MVP. So <laughs> That made it grow an inch, to say the least. 
but yeah, no, dude, like uh, it's it's been a good run, man. Like I said, it's only like my fifth year in paintball, so I was really bad until about eighteen months ago, and now it's starting. Now the hard work's starting to pay off, so I'm just can enjoying. Can I ask enjoy. what you do, what you did to get better so quickly, so I can do that also, not get dead last? <laughs> Dude, I just refuse to get outworked, man. I mean, the only people in Houston who outwork me is probably the Cyclones. And that's because Niles, uh, you know, he's a beast. He's a savage. And I see, you know, the work they put in. But no, I just like everybody on my team. I was like, no, I'm going to do I'm going to do both days. weekend. I'm going to be one of the first people there and one of the last people to leave. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm just kind of crazy. So, like, I just went all in and I just, you know, refused to get outworked. And then my D5 year, we won like four or five tournaments, D4. We won like, you know, three of the five and then D3 we started winning. So it's just having the right people around me, uh, being around Devin Stewart, obviously and Nico. When I first came around, they helped out a lot and Max. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of killers on my team that are way better than me that made me look good. So it, that's yeah. always the best. You yeah. do put in the work, though. You really do. You put in a lot of work. It's always fun Thank working with you. Thank you, man. I don't know who said that, but whoever said that is that that was that was Niles. Oh, thank you, bro. Hell yeah. Sorry. There's like, and it looks like the Brady Bunch on here, like trying to figure out what <laughs> box I'm talking. But yeah, no, I, I do, man. I try. I try really hard, bro. I, you know, like I love paintball. It, you know, I was doing a lot of, uh, I was doing a lot worse in, in my extracurricular activities in life, let's just say. And I traded out some of the fast life and the partying for waking up at seven and getting to the field early. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for it and grateful for all y'all, man, because like, I'm assuming most of y'all are from Texas, not everybody. And like the, the Texas scene is crazy. So we're just blessed to be a part of it. And like seeing, you know, like even the, the coach, dude, I met him from Notorious. Like what y'all are doing is, is incredible. I love watching it. Big fan. I'm waiting for White Smoke to make the pro line. But, you know, besides, <laughs> I feel like y'all are making all the right moves. Thank you. Thank you. Like gray smoke there. Like, what are they doing with semi pro? Like, yeah, no, I just I'm just blessed to be a part of the uh, the Texas scene. And like we had a great practice with Hypnotic right before the last Bunker Fest. And then we won. So. You know, it's just like, just grateful, bro. Like we have a, we have something really special going on here in Texas. Oh, and, we'll uh, see you boys next month too. We're making the drive out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get that practice in, man. I'm excited, bro. I'm just excited for everything. Um, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s, bro. Like I, I don't know how long I'll be able to go as hard as I'm going right now. So while I have the opportunity, it's just balls to the wall. And me and Sasha, Sasha, I love you, dude. I know I bunkered your dude. You got mad at me because I shot him in the <laughs> I, I want to talk about that, actually. I think, oh, no. I thought about that a lot. Like, I, I, that, was a re that tournament was really tough for me because I don't go to Houston, man. I've been to Houston since I went to Tank's three-man series, right? The uh, What was it called? Houston Rookie League. I used to drive down there. I, it's amazing to see this great tournament scene in Houston, but you guys are mean down there. It's, it must be the heat, or it's like the humidity, or something. That, yeah, I mean, to get to uh, what Chris was saying though earlier is that you want these fifteen-year-olds to to have a chance to learn to play before they get run down, basically, and bunkered, and that's awesome. But I think in the the upper divisions, you know, like what's I wanted to ask actually, Christian, this: what what's the worst nightmare for someone running a field or or running a tournament? Or Chris Wrangle, like, what's the worst nightmare of something that could happen? Um, I mean, we had Bull try to die on me, so I mean, I, I had, yeah, I had, had one, like yeah. Bunker Fest one. We had uh, the kid get hurt on field two, exactly. turn right around, and then I had I had Bull try to die because he doesn't want to respond or listen to his body. A what? Uh, he Bull has, Godfrey, you know, yeah, Bull collapsed. Collapsed yeah. right so before then, the D five match, the finals. 
Oh yeah, my god. So, I mean, I that's probably that. the worst case scenario is someone trying to die. Right. Uh, so my, my what point you say, though, is Sasha, that your, your fear is that someone's going to get hurt, huh? Ab absolutely, man. And, like the thing was is that the way the bunker happened, but when I saw is the gun went like this, sort of up towards his head. And like that's just unnecessary and dangerous. And if I was a tournament organizer or a or running a field, like you would not want to see that happening because you're just flashed. The worst nightmare situation is flashing before your eyes. If someone gets seriously no, injured I mean, somehow. I mean, I feel you, man. Like I do, and and I did apologize immediately to the guy, but bro, I don't know. Like I play hard, and like I get it. I, can, bro, I get I'm, it. I'm not a kid, right? So I didn't get treated with any sort of like handicap or or anything like that. But I got bunkered bad, you know. Like we played that zone, and I think we I played for like. 12 weeks before I won a point, dude. And right. so, mm -hmm. in practice, for me, it's different. Like, in practice, I'm not going to go as hard, but if it were in a tournament and I'm coming and I'm running full speed, which is not fast, but I'm running full speed to come bunker you, I'm, I'm not I'm not worried about I'm not worried about you on the receiving end. I, right. I have one job, and that's to shoot the shit out of you and, and win the point. And, and I, I, I didn't, like, go around aiming for his head, but I, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of your reaction just because I'm like, and this is that's a grown ass man. That dude looks like the big show. Like he's gonna be all right. He was know? fine. Like if anyone get bunker in the head and be fine, it's Trevor. I would have been crying on the ground. Are you kidding? Like yeah. he just but like it was I like what I want you to know though, I didn't come around that tower looking like a mountain lion with just leopard speed. But I didn't come around it thinking I'm gonna shoot him in the head. I just came around, you know, and then he, he turned to trade and we both just kept shooting a little and and I did apologize and I don't want you to think it was malicious, but Wait, dude, I, like I'm I said afterward, like I was I was upset at first because of what I saw, but the, look, I we I came over and explained that I wanted to leave it on the field, right? And it's it's all good. The th the but it got me thinking about like Chris's point, like in other sports like uh football like you have to tackle a certain way you just can't spear the guy with your head every time right like there's targeting penalties you know and in paintball i don't think it's any different like you can choose how are you going to bunker someone like everybody knows this you can run someone and you really want to fuck them up like you can just ramp 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 all the way past or you can walk up and shoot them once in the pack yeah but like, that's you, uh, that but the thing is, is I, i've been on both sides of this that to me is soft yeah. that is charmin 10 ply ultra soft with a little cute bear on it because it like it's it's warfare mentally as well, and it's like if we're playing you and I'm gonna play you again at another point, I'm not gonna shoot you once, bro. Like I'm just not, and I mean no malicious like intent. And when I tell y'all I want to be friends with all y'all in real life, I mean it so sincerely. But on the field, like it's not even a thought in my head. I don't even trust anybody. If I'm playing against y'all, I don't trust I, you. I see it, but I'm not thinking about how many times I'll shoot you. I'm just thinking about getting the job done. And like, I mean, I think that we can agree, disagree, because I, I love y'all, dude, and I love you know stealing y'all's pods. But <laughs> you just want to run. Yes, I will say, like, I really have nothing against anybody, and you know, and I I expect the same uh, in return. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, if I get bunkered bad, like it is what it is. I'm gonna come out the next point swinging. So that's just my opinion. I will say, I it wasn't intentional, but there's just no way in a tournament setting, different at practice. But we're about to see you guys again for another point. If I come around the corner, I'm not trying to be nice. I want you to be mad at me and get flustered and try to do the same and make a mistake so I can shoot you on the next point too. Yeah, I so think that's just my mindset, man. Well, and no, I, I really don't want to come off like an asshole. I'm with no, T no, no. here because here, here's what I'll say. Like thinking back to like the World Cup layout, like you had that big wall right in the middle. If if I'm gonna go get a dude out of the wall, I'm gonna make him think about coming back to join me in the next point. Oh yeah, 100%. okay. Mm -hmm. Let me, Christian. Let me. All right, so. 
My point is that it, it's that's not the situation. Like when I was at World Cup, one of my game plans was to run up the middle, get shot, stand up so people could shoot me more. Well, my teammate was running behind me into the snake. It was a play that we stole from Cole, right? Um, we didn't do it as well as them, but my goal was to go and get shot to fucking hell. That was my plan. I'm talking about a situation where it's a three-on-one and there's a guy in the tower and you know, you can see which way he's shooting. So if you're a good player, you can run up and shoot him. And so the decision is like, how are you going to do it? Are you going to do it, go fuck him up to make him be punished for the last guy? Or are you going to be, a, be, you know, put him one in the pack? You have a choice. That's my, that's I mean, all I'm saying. Just don't be the last guy yeah. alive. Yeah, in my defense, we switched yeah. my way. We were shooting each other, right? Just, just say that. Just when you that when you went to go in the bunker, when you when when you went go to go bunker the guy in the snake later, and you shot that guy in the head, I was like, awesome. Yeah, I can't. That was fine. That was fine. You, you shot him twice. He's a snake player. He knows the risk, man. He's in the snake with his head down. Someone's gonna come shoot him. You know, that's different. I did so immediately think about you, Sasha. The second I bunkered that next dude, I walked right up to him like, dude, I couldn't avoid his head. That's all I could I know, see. I told you it was great. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. All right. But that's different. I think I think we're going to move on from this one. Yeah, I'm going to move on. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm bored bust, with it. What's out the hook? All right. So uh, the next one, we're going to back up to, uh, looks like, who, who is that on Tribe? Uh, episode two, going back to the... Goodness, like the very one of the very first episodes that I had. It looks like Zach Sears is on with us. Zach, can you hear us? Uh, Zach, I think you're muted. Okay. Won't say. <laughs> All right. Enhance. Enhance. All right. Uh, hey, Chris, I'm, I got to get going, but I uh, just want to say congrats on the year, man. Uh, it's been awesome. It. And thanks everyone in here for sharing all your stories and knowledge and whatnot. It uh, helps helps the community out a ton. I appreciate it. So. Yeah. Thank you, Enzo. See you soon, Enzo. Yeah, see you next month, man. All right. Uh, so while uh, while Zach is working on his stuff, Zach, we'll come back to you in a second. Um, so... Uh, next in seniority is the head ref of the NXL, Andrew Howe. So, hey, how 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 you been doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Congratulations, Thomas. Really awesome. Appreciate it. Good, uh, on you, good on you for being consistent, for sure. Thank and you. Doing your live, that's really cool. Thank you. Uh, so, Andrew, um, you've been obviously traveling all over the place uh, since we had you on right after, what was it, like World Cup or something like that? Or right? No, it was right after the first Bunker Fest and the first USXBL this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like right at the beginning of the year. So, uh, how, how, uh, how's the traveling been going? Have you been keeping busy with refing all the locals and refing the NXL stuff? Yeah, I just had about two weeks off. Then I'm going on another three week excursion here coming up. So starting tomorrow. But it's nice. been fun. It's been great. It's been great. Awesome. Shout out to my man Chris. Bunker Fest has been great. You guys are killing it. Hot but great. <laughs> oh, just just wait. All I mean... been great. USXBL's been awesome. NXL's been good. Um, but yeah. You think that it's been hot so far? Just wait until you get into the July and the August events. Those are gonna be the killers. Cool. Yeah, it was just weirdly, uh, weirdly humid, and you know, all that good stuff. You're not conditioned for it yet, you know. Like you get that first two events in Texas, and then you're good to go. But. 
takes a while for us to get out there all the time. Yeah, just wait until it's 110, 115. The tarps are reading yeah. 130, 140. For sure. Oh, I know, I know. I know we're not going out to California this year to get another like conditioning like that, too. So, but yeah, I'll be out in uh, Philly, then out to Texas, and then I'm um, going to Columbia as well. Sweet. All right. So, actually, I'll be on a four week, I'm four week because I'm going to MSXL. Okay. Cool. So, how's, uh, how's it been? Like what? What's the process look like? Week of an NXL event? Like when? When do you have to get in? Do you have to do any like meetings or anything like that? And uh, how's it? How do you go through like the process of like I guess where to stand and how to position everybody? Do you just kind of do it on the fly or how's it work? Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, it always looks crazy on paper, right? Just like anything else. It's like when you're playing, you gotta really see it in person. So um, depending on what we get in there's there's always some things that can happen where we lose a guy or something like that but i'm looking pretty good my numbers are always good i can pull someone up so, um, we'll get in i'll get in tomorrow some of the guys have already been there some of my guys have set up so um, they're there setting the field up they get a really good look at it um and then a lot of the guys will be at texas things like that fit or area too, where they can get a before at, at practice or something like that so gotcha. um, as far as positioning and stuff like that that's going to change because the, the field will change as the weekend goes on you know we'll see what we'll see what uh, adjustments we need to make but um it's just really staying hydrated um yeah making sure everyone gets in and, and now all good mm-hmm. hotels are top in philly so you gotta make sure <laughs> everything goes right especially in that area but Right. Well, yeah. I guess my one question for you. We'll, we'll do a we'll do a dinner, you know, before mm. um, for this event um, because it is a little wacky and and some of us haven't seen each other in a little while. There's only like a few of us that travel a lot and see each other consistently, so it's good to regroup and get a get a good team thing in before, which we've which we've been bad at in the past. So, um, yeah. You know, Friday, just like the teams, we're figuring it out, too, um, because it doesn't always play like they do at practice, even if you do get a good look at practice. So, yeah. My one question is I'm looking forward to seeing how how y'all position yourselves to ref, like, kind of the inside of the snake around that uh, 50 brick. If anyone goes the inside route, how are you going to be able to see that? (laughs) Yeah, that's the question. I mean, we've talked about, just in the last couple of days, we've talked about where we're going to position that tower to where I'll be, um, because I think even with that larger bunker, it's going to be tough for me even to see into there. Um, but if we put it on the other side, we position the laydown ref. The laydown ref might be uh, repositioned as well on that side, too, to be standing up or in a position to make a call or getting in to make a call. So oh, That'll be, we'll that'll see, be we'll interesting. We'll see how it plays, you know? Yeah. yeah, of course, you know, they, they have the one spot where you've got guys that are or one of two spots that uh, you you could possibly see a bunch of frequent bunkerings, and then they put the biggest bunker on the field there so you can't see any sure. of it. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, there's obviously going to be able, people are going to be able to get to those spots pretty quickly. And if they don't, maybe they do a bunch of work to get there and they do bunker that guy first. And, you know, when they do actually make it first, it sucks to just call it for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Um, getting in those positions to maybe make a call that could that could uh, help or 
alleviate some of that. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Sweet. There's op there's options though. I have enough guys to to, to make it work. So okay. Gotcha. Well, uh, sweet. Hey, Christian, I'm excited, you, bro. I just want to say thanks for having me, bro. Congrats. Stuff like this really grows our community, man, and I'm super glad to be a part of it. Wrangle, you're my hero. Notorious, keep smashing. Niles, good luck at the next event. You know I love you, Papa. And yeah, man, nothing but love for Texas. Love you, Let's get it, man. Thanks for having me, Christian. Keep it up, brother. Yeah, appreciate it, T. Have a good one. All right, so uh, I see, uh, let's see, Zach seems to be having issues just hopping in and out. So we'll hop to our last one for now is uh, our most recent episode out of this bunch is Geo. So Geo had the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back MVP uh, awards at the Bunkerfest events and at NXL and at USXBL. So Geo, obviously your uh, season's been off to a pretty great start. I know at the last USXBL, you were finally knocked off your thrones, but uh, you know, mm -hmm. all in all, still been an incredible start to the year. So how's uh, Notorious D4 looking right now? We're looking pretty strong, man. Uh, we've been just trying to put some work. I know that we're going to go to Houston as well to practice with the guys, uh, with T, I think, I believe. I don't know who one of the guys is talking to them, so we're going to try to go before the next event to have a, have a better practice. And I uh, hear you guys were talking about the youth division and all that, but I had a lot of my nephews and, and like uh, nieces talking about it since they watched my episode. They've been getting kind of inspired to get into the paintball world, so I'm like, come, come in. Yeah, that's that's so cool that uh, people are that. I don't know. I, I never envisioned that the podcast would have this kind of outreach. Like I know Enzo earlier, he said there was someone that joined Austin Hypnotic because of his episode. Like I don't. I'm like, man, paintball is a niche activity. Tournament paintball is a niche within that niche. And then we got the Texas tournament scene, which is even smaller subgroup within all that. And you've got people like just we catch random people listening, like people entirely outside of paintball in general. Like looking at my analytics, I've got people from California. I've got people from New York, people from Canada, from from the UK, like all over the world, people listening in, like maybe one or two or three people, but like listening consistently every week. So it's, it's cool to see this kind of project grow and have this kind of outreach. So that's, that's awesome that your nieces and nephews uh, coming in or have they been actually stepping foot on the field? Not yet. So I'm just waiting for them to get that step and then step into the field. They've been talking about it, but I'm just waiting for them to show and Sweet. introduce them to paintball. That's awesome. Well, uh, once they do get in, you know you got to be fast on the trigger for those uh, registration deadlines because uh, they go fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So, Guys, uh, I'm going to hop off here too. I appreciate everything. All right. Thank you, Niles. Uh, hey, every one of these people on, the, on here have been great, man. It's, it's, I'm, I love the way you see you've got this thing going. It's been very supportive, all Texas paintball. And I hear about it from paintballers all over the country. So you're doing a good job. Appreciate it, Niles. Ryan, thanks for all your help and support. I appreciate everything you do. And for Texas Paintball. So we appreciate it. Chris, same thing, brother. Great Thank to you. see BunkerFest doing so, so well. I'm excited. And uh, um, we're going to put a couple more lines in there this next one. The next one you do. We just didn't have time to get them all together. We appreciate all the support. Yes, sir. appreciate it. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Niles. See you Drive tomorrow, safe. Pal. Good luck.
to you, sir. All right. So that uh, that does it for everybody that's on here. Uh, I think we're gonna, you know, call this to a close. It's been awesome getting to, you know, check in with everybody. Uh, everybody that's listening, thank you all for your uh, support over this last year. Uh, you know, go go back and listen to some of these episodes. Uh, there's been so many awesome and unique perspectives. Uh, even if it's someone that you don't like, if you don't know their name at all, or, um, maybe they're not like within your little, uh, like from your local field or whatever, like go back and listen. Cause there's lessons to be learned from every single episode. Even like even listening to the, when I had the TKO youth kids on here after their win, like they, their perspectives are awesome. And so, yeah, I encourage everybody listening out there, go back and listen to other episodes, learn, learn a thing or two about someone else. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, keep bringing Texas paintball together and, uh, you know, start featuring more and more of us establish those connections. So yeah, we will see everybody next week for, uh, you know, year two episode 53. We're starting it off strong. We're going to have Mike Hinman on the show. Uh, going to get to talk about, uh, his recent, acquisition of the usxbl uh him coaching ac diesel now uh and yeah there's there's gonna be a lot there so y'all we will see you then thank you everybody online tuning in thank you everybody right here uh just joining us in on this call so uh y'all everybody have a good night and uh you know we'll see you out there on the field thanks for having me on appreciate it happy birthday once a year yep thanks christian see you guys